0: Hey, this is
1: Emily, and this is Sandra,
0: and I'm Jess, and you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Richard in Stars Hollow.
0: Yes. I guess it's been a while since I saw this episode. I thought I felt differently than I did about it, than I actually did. (laughs)
1: It's not as heartwarming as Emily in Wonderland. Yes. No. No, No, it's not. not. But we have a summary to do, and this week it is by Jess. It
0: is, and I'm really glad that I did well last time, because I think it's going to make up for how poorly I'm going to do this time. (laughs) We'll see, though. Uh We'll see. This
1: can only go well. Yeah. Well, let's call it. Three, two, one, go.
0: Richard is retired and he's driving Emily nuts, so Emily sends him to Stars Hollow for the day. Uh, Rory is dealing with paper drama and Paris wants to find the seedy underbelly of Stars Hollow. Rory becomes the face of censorship in Stars Hollow by accident and Richard tells Lorelai what to do with her life and it does not go over well. Uh, Jess also arrives, where has he been all these past episodes, and Dean has built her a car.
1: I mean, I, you had like two seconds to spare, and I think you got everything. I
2: feel like there really wasn't a lot in this episode. <laughs> no. to, to push into the summary.
0: Yeah. Oh well. I. It was not the the funniest summary, but I think. I mean, <laughs> it works. There's it worked. Like, yeah. A few big key points in this episode, and then a lot of drama. And I'm excited yeah. to talk about
1: it with you guys. Well, I would agree. As we start this episode, I just want to give a formal apology to our listeners for last week, us saying that last week's episode was never mentioned again. It does get a mention in this episode. One time today. (laughs) I made the same note. There Mm -hmm. is a a tiny little reference. So we're so sorry. Apparently, last episode did exist. Who knew? For one more week. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) But in this episode, we do start a Friday night dinner, and we're actually in the drinks portion of the dinner.
2: Okay, just so we are all one hundred percent on the same page. No point this week on the summary,
1: correct? Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're you're just totally <gasps> well, fine. Okay, yeah, okay. Whew. Just want to make um, sure we were fully confirmed. It is actually sh- wait, getting a point is bad, right? Yes, yes points yes, are bad. Okay. okay. Oh God, we're never going to be good at this. Um, <laughs> yeah, just in the clear. Love.
0: Yeah, but we do we do jump right into a Friday night dinner. Um and this is a funny one. It's mm-hmm. I mean it's it's dark, but at the same time it's nice to see the girls getting along. And that's kind of what
2: She's like it's never what you thought it was. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're completely right because honestly, I forgot where this conversation was going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until she says it. Poor Aunt Cecile
1: with her bad knock-knock jokes.
2: Apparently that's enough <laughs> to get you kicked out of your eternal resting place in the Gilmore clan. Apparently. Yeah, that's pretty wild.
1: I, like,
0: my family, full disclosure, does not have a mausoleum. Um, Mine doesn't no, either. No. I can't <laughs> We're imagine, not even all in the
2: same cemetery.
0: Right? Exactly. Like, I can't imagine somebody getting, like,
1: moved. Yikes. Although, but... I will say, in Colombia, you do have to buy your your space early so like my mom already has her space which is really weird for me yeah like that is terrifying
0: i think that there's space like in the family plot Mm -hmm. i don't think there's anything assigned to me but there's like you know when you like go to visit it there's like some space you know for us (laughs) i went
2: i went to visit my grandparents grave um I think this was two or three years ago. And then I just happened to look next to him and saw like my aunt and uncle's name on the gravestone, like spot already assigned. They're not dead. Just so we're clear. (laughs) So I called my aunt up and I was like, I need to be prepared for this. Why didn't you tell me you had a grave already? I mean, to have your names on a headstone
0: already, that is like some true pre-planning. That is like Emily level. That is
2: Names, (laughs) date of birth. All that's missing is date of death.
1: Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've seen that with, like, husband and wife uh, gravestones, where, like, mm-hmm. the husband has already died, but the wife hasn't, but her yeah. name is already put there. hmm I also I, think that's a little creepy.
2: I think it's because the cemetery in my tiny little small town is filling up. Like, yeah. And ideally, long-term, I think they're hoping that by the time they die... It will probably be full. And my aunt really wouldn't be uh, buried next to my grandma and grandpa, which I get. Oh, yeah. Um, What a morbid start. I yelled at her. I was like, I need to be (laughs) mentally prepared to see your name on a
0: tombstone. Yeah. And it's also just, it's it's pretty wild that this conversation comes out of, are you dating? Are you
2: dating anyone?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, she's really... Are you single? What about the guy who doesn't shave in the diner? The, that right? Does, at the does diner? Luke yeah. James need a plot <laughs> in our mausoleum?
0: Is essentially what she asks. Because if episode. he does, and, and Cecile's out.
2: Yeah. And they completely disregard Lor- Rory having anybody married. Right? Like, mm-hmm. well, once you two, that's it. So Lorelai, do you have anybody? Obviously, like, I get Rory's a
1: teenager. She's not
2: gonna know.
1: Would but... Rory be, like, theoretically, if she was married to Logan, would she be in the Huntsburgers? Like this is such yeah. a weird I don't know. I mean I think it
2: depends. Like, are they planning on Rory marrying Rich and going into her husband's family mausoleum? But then but they it sounds have like they're space. planning on her being in there. Yeah, exactly. Also, what
0: it's if about, any of these know. people want to be cremated? You know? That doesn't seem I, to be an option. Well
2: then you just go on a shelf. Yes. In I, the mausoleum. Actually no, doesn't this happen? Trix ends up on their on their mant or well. Her will says to put him on her mantle. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we'll mantle. get there. We'll get there. Um, anyway, this anyway. is just
0: like the cold open. This is, <laughs> and this is never referred to again. At least I will not in um, this episode
1: mention there's a little bit of codependence from Lorelai of uh, Rory can just be stuffed in with her, which is, again, very morbid. I'm very sorry. Um, but I'm with like,
2: Rory on that conversation. Yeah. I want my own eternal my resting own spot. Space. Thank
1: you. Yeah. But while this is happening, Richard does come down, um, agrees with Lorelai that mm-hmm. Aunt Cecile needs to be gone. And we get that, like, we go into... Um, well,
2: real quick, yeah. on that scene when Richard comes downstairs, and it's, it's very subtle, like, I had to rewind it to make sure that this happens. But when Richard agrees with, oh, Aunt Cecile, horrid woman, Emily and Lorelei both do the exact same thing. <laughs> They oh. both like lift their little their I think their left hand up and just like yep, see, we're right. Oh. And it's like perfectly in sync. And if you're not watching them, you don't see it. There but is it's a so couple funny. moments
1: in this episode where Lorelai and Emily are definitely like either in sync. The same or, person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where this it's is, like honestly, Oh, this is definitely her daughter. Maybe yeah. this is a
0: hot take, but I think this is one of the most positive uh Lorelei Emily episodes that we've had
1: Mm -hmm. it's definitely not the most positive Lorelai and Richard episode we've ever had oh absolutely not no and especially coming off
2: of last week's episode too yes yeah where Lorelai was you know trying her damnedest to fight with Emily yeah yeah or not accept help
1: well I'll, I'll even say like in this next scene when we're having dinner when they're having dinner rather um Emily looks amused at Lorelai's little rant about like don't ask what it is because if if you ask, you're not gonna like the answer. Yeah, she does um, like She Emily smiles. knows.
2: Yeah, because she
1: knows that it's true. Mm. Guys, I would not eat pancreas. Yeah, I'm not an either. adventurous, I'm not either. Either. an
0: organ meat kind of gal. Nothing against well, it, but
2: and you nothing. know, Emily like points to her own stomach when she says it, like. It's human pancreas. No, sweetbreads is not human pancreas. But the way Emily says it and, like, points at her own stomach makes me think, ah, cannibal meals. Okay, great. Two weeks in a row.
1: If anyone was a cannibal in this family, it would probably be Emily. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Our darkest episode
0: yet, and we're less than 10 minutes in.
1: (laughs) Um, How did we get here? Well, you know, Richard is noticing things.
0: Yes, Richard doesn't have a job anymore, and so he's starting to notice that he lives in a house with somebody who actually has her own life. Yeah.
2: What?
1: And I love yeah. that Emily has her own life. Because like, mm-hmm. sometimes she's painted as just the the woman who stays home and does mm-hmm. basically nothing with her time. I don't know what... But now, as we're, the season's going on, we're getting more mm-hmm. insight into... She's the co-chair of this. She's going to luncheons. She's doing everything.
2: Emily has a busy day. She has a lot of responsibilities. It's just not in the form of a normal 9 to 5 kind of job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I would much rather have Emily's busy days than my busy days.
0: Because her busy days include things like getting a manicure or getting your hair done. My busy days are like, I was in meetings for five hours on Tuesdays. You know, like... Yeah. yeah. Different different strokes, but Richard is noticing everything, and in this scene we kind of start to see that it's bugging Emily. Like her face mm. falls a little bit when Richard starts talking about what he's been up to, because Lorelai's like, What are you up to now, Dad? But we don't see the full picture until later.
1: Lorelei tries to ask, and she gets denied, but then immediately Emily starts to confide in her. Like I mean Richard is hovering. Lorelai call out,
2: like, you full-blown pulled a Tabitha or something on Emily's face twitching while Richard's talking. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I was trying to figure out what that was a reference to but I did not get very far, so if
1: anybody knows. Well, it's not a reference that I'm covering this week, so if someone else <laughs> knows. <laughs> um, But, Rory, <laughs> we move on to Chilton and it's the Franklin meeting and Paris hates Every submission that was given. Mm hmm. Except Rory. no, so many times.
2: Because nobody cares except Rory.
1: Except Rory. No, I know you care. Which is nice.
2: <laughs> it's. Honestly, that character me progression. It's from Paris, though. Yeah. <laughs> to like, all of you suck except Rory. Like, you're good. You're doing a good job. I like you. But everybody else sucks. It's like, oh, Paris, you finally figured out that, uh,
1: who cares is not
2: horrible <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and they're trying to get the oppenheimer award for excellence in school journalism
2: and now, make every other newspaper in the country feel like absolute garbage yeah
1: basically <laughs> yeah. um were you guys in newspaper-esque clubs i think we have touched on this before but just in case
0: Oh yeah, I was like absolutely in newspaper. I was the like youngest person <gasps> oh, on our yeah. newspaper staff in eleven years because I was obsessed with being Rory Gilmore. Like I was on the newspaper yeah. staff because of this show. And I loved it. It was like that was my high school activity. I didn't do any sports. I didn't do I did a little bit of drama, but like newspaper was my thing.
1: How about you? Yeah, I, I just marching band was the only thing I did. Right, right. right. Yeah. I wish I had that experience because like this looks like fun, even with Paris, like Mm -hmm. going off the way she does, like the way Rory handles the situation of like, okay, let's everyone get to work and everyone's collaborating. And that looks like a lot of fun. And I wish I would have done it in high school. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and. We, my newspaper staff, uh, we never competed for anything like the Oppenheimer Award, but we did go out for awards at journalism conventions, you know, in our state, in our region, and though none of my editors were ever as cutthroat as Paris, like... Mm -hmm. You know, when you start comparing your paper to other schools papers, you do kind of get that Paris mindset of like, no, we're better than all the student papers like we're competing with I'm from Seattle area. And so we'd be like, we're competing with the Seattle Times like we want to be that good. <laughs> we were not that good. We were <laughs> never that good. Um, but I I I love anytime we get the Franklin because it really takes me back to those yeah. those periods of time. Um but yeah, Paris, uh, I love what Paris does in this episode, guys. I think this is a really fun Paris episode. We had a lot of her being, like, kind of awful. And this is finally, like, we're getting fun, Paris.
2: But well, we had nice Paris at the Bracebridge dinner. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're, we're gradually getting to lifetime friendship, Rory and Paris. Yes.
1: yes. Although at this point, Rory is still, like, a little... Um, I wanna say aggressive towards Paris. Like she's not friendly towards Paris yet.
0: No, I think but Paris, Paris is Paris really friendlier.
1: Hasn't, Paris hasn't earned it.
2: Yeah. I'd say for Rory, she's just like matching the tone that she gets from Paris. Mm-hmm.
1: So like for yeah.
2: Rory she's aggressive. But I would say it's because Paris is so aggressive that she she responds to that better than, well, hey, what about this? Or That's why fair. don't we try
1: this? And I think
2: Rory has read Paris enough to be like, no, you basically have to yell at her to get her to listen to you.
1: And people are like that, you know, you mirror your yeah, how you're going to act towards other people. Um one thing I I love is when teenagers admit that they're just kids. Because yes. they are just kids, but it's always funny when it's teenagers when they admit it.
2: Because most of the time teenagers, me included, I did this too yeah. like, I'm 16, I'm an adult. Oh yeah. Oh, honey. Yeah. Oh, honey, sweetie baby.
0: It was not until I, as an adult, went back and worked at a high school that I was like, I knew nothing. These kids (laughs) know nothing. And I mean, admittedly, I feel like young people have to grow up a lot faster today, even than when Mm -hmm. we were growing up, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, But still, 16, like, they're kids.
2: You're right. officially grown up when you watch The Little Mermaid, and King Triton is like, You're 16. And she's like, I'm 16. I'm not a little kid anymore. I'm like, Oh, honey. Yes, you are. <laughs> you want to throw your life away for a boy who you've never talked to? You're yeah. an Oof. adult
1: once you start realizing the reason they use actors that are 25 to pl- play 16 year olds is a good thing because then yeah. you're not like violating watching a child 16-year-olds. labor yeah. laws. And yeah. you're not watching a 16 year old cook up with another 16-year-old. You're watching oh, gosh, adults. Yeah. <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> well, speaking of adults, um, over at the Gilmore Mansion, we have two adults who are both adulting in their own way. Mm-hmm. Emily has a busy morning. She's mm-hmm. drinking her coffee.
2: Her third cups. cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> and uh, Richard doesn't have a morning routine because his morning routine used to be getting up at 5.30 and going to work. And so now he just sits around noticing his wife I think that this is a really sweet scene but at the same time it would drive me absolutely yeah Emily mm-hmm. yeah I completely understand Emily
2: I get myself <laughs> uh, um
1: I'm gonna yeah. point out anytime that there's any stereotypical um racism or just racism in general um because that's just who I am and I notice it every time like yeah. as a Hispanic person watching this In any show, there's a lot of shows in the 2000s where the maid was always a Spanish woman. um, And here it was a very stereotypical Spanish name, Graciela. And like, um, the way she speaks to her is not great. You don't even see the woman. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: She's not even in the scene, but Emily is just screaming out to the ether. And um, she's being rude, but... I mean, Emily is rude with her maids. At
2: this point, she's just being Emily.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's just yeah. a quick point out. Like, eh, don't like it, but whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we go through, what, at least, at least two different house staff in one episode here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they work at the same time or what the situation is, but we have at least two.
2: So we have Graciella at the beginning, and then the very last scene. Um, in the very last Heloise. scene, we have Heloise.
0: Yeah, and yeah. that yeah, that
2: was something I noticed. I was like, okay, is one a maid, one a cook, or did she literally go through two maids in one episode? Like, there's obviously just no
1: explanation. I her. mean, it's been a week, so it might just she might have been just fired. To be honest, yeah. or
0: you know what? Maybe Graciella said, "I don't like the way you talk to me. I'm not going to work for you."
1: Yeah, maybe that's why she wasn't yeah. in the scene. She wasn't even there she was like Peace. she walked out
0: um but either way richard starts inviting himself to all of emily's activities mm-hmm. uh you know she has a luncheon she has the daughters of the american revolution he's like oh i'll go with you um and it's not until she says well i'm having a hair appointment
2: which she looks super excited to mention of it, oh no you can't i have a hair appointment i have oh, to no, get come.
0: my hair done
1: every wednesday at 3 um but but guys It's okay, because she can cancel that. That...
2: uh, uh, No.
0: Your hair looks nice. You can cancel it. And she's like, it looks nice because I get it done every Wednesday at three. I I completely understand why she is literally shoving him out the door at the end of the scene. Sending him off to the club. Because he's getting in her way. He can't... I mean obviously we'll see throughout this episode but Richard is kind of scrambling trying to figure out who he is now and mm-hmm. at this moment he's trying to just kind of become Emily he's like well I'll just do what she does maybe that's what I can do but like
2: I think he understands later that he has a struggle cuz I mean obviously this is a big thing my grandpa has gone through the same thing when he retired and you know not knowing what to do but globbing onto your wife and wanting to go to literally every single thing she does and then the first thing that doesn't match to what you want to do, we'll just cancel it. Like, that's just so inappropriate and rude. And I almost say it's Prime Gilmore. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because mm-hmm. it's, well, I don't want to do it, so don't do it. Yeah. And granted, they don't normally Gilmore each other. Yeah. But they Gilmore, well, they Gilmore Cecile.
0: <laughs> poor Cecile and she was probably a Gilmore no <laughs> well, she's um, in the family mausoleum <laughs> yeah. maybe she married in
1: Emily convinces Richard to go to the club and just as a like a quick google search I did not search this up because she says like you spend a fortune to go there and you barely go um, it seems like monthly dues are about $2,000 a month or more depending on the club
0: for like a nice club. oh yeah. <laughs> in today's, which is like
1: rent for an, the average person. Oh
0: my gosh! Like... Yeah, that's more than my rent. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, yeah,
1: that's more than my rent. I live in New Jersey. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, it's close to my rent. It's not a whole lot higher. Um, it's would be like two hundred dollars higher than what I'm than what we pay, which is yeah, crazy.
0: And it's something that he's apparently not even, like, actively using, right? If she's telling Mm -hmm. him, you pay all this money, you never go. I wish I just had $2,000 to drop on, like... A month. Right? And not even (laughs) notice. Yeah. My luxurious purchase is, like, I pay for the Hulu without ads. And sometimes (laughs) I only watch, like, five hours of Hulu over the span of
1: two weeks but like i feel like i'm still getting my money's for it <laughs> i don't and i wish i do i wish i did because the ads on hulu suck
2: yeah so nobody much. tell anybody this but me and my mom and my grandma uh-huh, all sure. share individual streams so, like <laughs> one of us has hulu one of us has netflix so we can get you know without the ads or the hd mm-hmm. and extra screens or mm-hmm. whatever
1: to be fair, Don't I do tell that with them. my my friends with um Disney Plus and HBO Max yep. because they're so yep. expensive. So
2: I and, get it. In my defense, when Disney Plus came out, or I guess shortly before it came out, they had a special going on of like one hundred and fifty dollars for three years. Yeah, yeah. I was I like, did that too. yeah, you mm-hmm. know that price is going up. Sign mm-hmm. up immediately. <laughs> I was like, Sean, do we have this money available to pay for Disney Plus?
1: Well, speaking of um, consumerism. We go to Stars Hall of Video. And oh first gosh. off, the first thing I want to mention is there's an advertisement for Grand Theft Auto, the video game. Oh. Ooh. Yes. Yes. And I couldn't tell if it was the third one or the fourth it is. one. It's the
2: third it's one. A, okay. Well, I don't think a, an official four has yeah, come out. Yeah, it was uh,
1: by City. Grand Theft yeah, Auto but I don't fourth. think it was
2: ever labeled as four.
1: Oh, it was, it was GTA, by, City. by City. Okay. Um. Well, since then. Right, and this was filmed in 2002. It is Mm -hmm. now 2022. There's Mm -hmm. only been two iterations of Grand Theft Auto since. Don't follow the video game
2: feeds on... uh, There are so many memes about this, because we have gone through two consoles with this game. And I think last year, or maybe at the beginning of last year, GTA was like, hey, new, like, redone, upgraded version of GTA three and everybody was like,
1: This is shit. Give (laughs) us a new game. And so they finally said, okay, Grand Theft Auto Six is coming out. There's no like date. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah, It's just a a vague it's coming.
0: (laughs) I played a lot of the last GTA. Came out when I was in college and I like got myself an Xbox subscription so I could, Mm -hmm. you know, play online. My problem is I'm just not a very competitive or aggressive video game person. Yeah. So I just wanted to make friends and let me tell you, it's really hard to make friends not when you're GTA. standing there waving and they're running you down or you play golf yeah. with them and then they run you down or you get in their airplane and then they eject and you crash. <laughs> <laughs> that was my experience with GTA. But I love this scene because I think we've talked about it before, the the whole like video rental world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! It just felt so nostalgic to see yes. all of those movies lined up, and this all was all the like,
2: VHS tapes, right? And there was no
0: Oh, everywhere the I posters just, I and want it's go like
2: back. the legit cases. Mm-hmm. Be- None of the hard cases are all like the paper, the paper tape covers. I know I neither like, of man. you guys
1: are Dawson's Creek watchers, but in Dawson's Creek they worked at the video store, so this reminded me mm-hmm. actually a lot of that as well. Because it was like the same kind of setup. And the posters mm-hmm. in the background, it's so, it is really nostalgic. I remember when we used to go to Blockbuster and like you would always pick the candy in the aisles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they would sell popcorn too, but I don't think we ever got that. But I, I do remember getting the candies and like they would have the Willy Wonka mm-hmm. candies.
0: Ooh, yes. I would,
1: oh, I would love them so much.
0: <laughs> A couple of times we got the bucket popcorn mm-hmm. where it was like yeah. the big bucket. Because you could, like, That's put it. supposed your candy to be, like, movie theater
2: it. pump. Yep. Yeah.
0: So oh. good. Oh. But Kirk is working there today. Of course he and, is. And um, there's, like, this tiny little moment in this scene that turns into a plot point, which is there are two little boys sitting on the floor looking at one of the movie cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rory just looks over and notices there's a half-naked woman on it, and she mentions it to Kirk. Super just casual, Nope, nothing is casual in Stars Hollow. And we'll get nope. to that later.
2: Kirk specifically wants to know where and what shelf you know, so he can <laughs> put it a- put it away. Right? I thought that was yeah. out of Not character. Not so you can go stare at it.
1: For him to be like, is she blonde? It is. Right. I thought that was out of character. I don't know. We're
0: still working out the the Kirk kinks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I have a question for you guys. What was your first rated R film? Armageddon. Armageddon. That's a good
2: one. I saw it in theaters that my mom took me to and then my dad found out after the fact that she took us to see it in uh-huh. theaters and my mom got yelled at because oh. I was like nine.
1: Um, My friend's mom took us to see Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Where there's a half-naked, well, a fully naked woman the entire movie just walking around. Yeah. Like the The whole joke is that she doesn't wear clothes. So... My parents oh. yelled at her parents <laughs> when that. Sorry, happened. it was
2: Volcano. Mine was Volcano.
1: <laughs> oh, was Good that the one in L.A.? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yes. the other yes, Tommy yes. Lee.
0: I think mine was maybe uh, from From Dusk Till Dawn. If that's rated R, the Tarantino vampire movie. Okay. Maybe? I don't think I've ever seen it, but yeah. Oh, it's got George Clooney in it. Well, oh. George yeah. Clooney
1: was very attractive back then.
0: It's during his like
1: Caesar haircut oh. period of time, so okay. like you know, take it or leave it. But yeah, love him on the ER. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So, um, while this is happening, right? Kirk does a little rant about membership cards. Uh, Rory tells on the little kids. More like gets a phone call from Emily, mm-hmm. and Emily is desperate to get rid of Richard.
0: Emily sounds like there's an intruder in her home, and she's, like, hiding and calling 911. Like, she is so panicked on this phone call. She needs him out of the house. He is driving her genuinely insane.
1: No, but, like, Emily straight up says, if you don't help me, I'll take you down with me. Yes, like she is serious <laughs> about this.
0: Yeah, and she she brings up, I
2: pay for Rory's school.
0: I yes. signed on
2: your loan. <laughs> like
1: Just she is the one mention.
0: out everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the one mention of that episode, mm-hmm. you have a house because of me. Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, based on the way that Richard acts when he is in Stars Hollow, I totally understand where Emily is coming from. Yeah, yeah. I would not be able to handle being alone with this guy all day long. This
2: is. This is going to sound like a really bad statement taken out of context, but like I love Desperate Emily when she wants something <laughs> from Lorelai. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just what you mean. it's great comedy.
0: Well, it's also great to see like that that power shift because mm-hmm. Emily is usually the one that has power, and Lorelai reacts the way that she does. I think a lot of the time because she feels powerless, like when it comes to her parents. And so for her to suddenly be the
1: one that has power, it throws both of them (laughs) off. (laughs) I will say that whenever it does happen, Lorelai usually agrees. Yeah. Like, Lorelai is usually like, okay, I will help you.
2: Yeah. Lorelai talks a lot of crap about her parents, but when push comes to shove, nine out of ten times, she's there for them and does what they want. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So the next morning, Rory's getting ready for school, and Lorelai is coming up with, like, Kidnap plots. she's she's bringing everything to the table to try to keep Rory home. Yep.
2: <laughs> what would be the logic as to why Rory would be at home when Richard shows up? Rory's gonna spend the day with you. She's gonna skip school? She. I mean... Yeah. I don't feel like Lorelai thought that one out entirely. Unless they were, like, oh, going Rory to take did. a
0: special trip or something. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean... I don't even think... That They could get away with like parent-teacher conference day or it's a random day off because like Emily is already so involved in Chilton that Mm -hmm. like if Rory was going to be home because school was closed that day, like she would have mentioned it to Richard.
1: Yeah, but Richard is nicer to Rory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why Lorelai
0: wants her there. She wants that Rory buffer.
2: Oh, I totally get Lorelai wanting Rory yeah. there. I just don't think she thought through the lecture that would come from Richard for having Lorelei or for having Rory there.
1: I will admit, I hated high school. So, well, I, hate <laughs> oh. is a strong word. I I disliked it as much as anyone else did. And if I would have been given the opportunity from my mom to be like, take this day off, I would have taken it.
2: Oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Rory's no much asked. more yep.
2: responsible,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she does head off to school. Um. It's so awkward when oh, it's yeah. just Lorelai and her dad.
2: They don't know what to do with each other. No, and no. I don't I think I'd say in this scene Richard does a pretty good job of, well, you know, what do you normally do? What mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I don't need any special treatment. Let's just go about your day as normal.
1: Yeah, and they start reading the this... newspaper. They have different sections. Like it's mm-hmm. it's cute. It seems like it's going to work. Mm-hmm. This one scene is nice. Yep. <laughs> it does. Um, They do go to Luke's because obviously that's what Lorelai would do next, right? Go to Luke's. Yep. And t- is it just me, but does Luke seem nervous when he comes over? Like I don't know he looks if he a little seems nervous. nervous. No. Um, it's just like the way he like comes over is not his usual. I don't know. I think he it's just saw he's Richard more there. more professional. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's there's it. a
2: a
0: guy with Lorelai, and I mean, he like vaguely knows Richard at this point. I don't I mean have... he
2: knows it's her dad. Yeah,
0: but like it's still it's it's not like he's walking up to his regulars, you know. There's,
1: right? There's a new element. Would they have not met at the dinner? Because like, Richard I guess they would like, have met at the dinner. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, they would have met at the dinner, and granted, I don't know if Luke and Richard would have had any actual contact. But Luke mm-hmm. did go to the hospital when that's he had what I was contact. thinking. True. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's very true, actually.
2: So even if they're not, like, obviously buddy-buddy with each other, they would at least know who the other is.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Richard already ate, and mm-hmm. you know what he eats every morning at 5.30 in the Have morning? Have a grapefruit. Yep, and you know what he expects Lorelai to eat every morning?
2: Have, Have a grapefruit. grapefruit.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is, like, such an old
0: thing, because I know mm. I tried this growing up. Because it was like a thing that grandparents and older people did. Grapefruit, even if you put sugar on it, I a hot take, great. I don't love it. And you have to eat it with a special spoon, because otherwise yeah. it doesn't all come
2: yeah. out. I like free <laughs> yeah, fruit juice. I remember in like my early to mid twenties, somewhere in there, I think it was when I was getting ready for the wedding, there was like a three day diet to help you detox and cleanse and you can lose ten pounds. First of all, bull crap. Um <laughs> But one of, like, one of the meals for breakfast was, like, half a grapefruit. And I tried it, and it was awful. I was yeah. like, well, <laughs> this right. isn't going to work.
0: It's just so bitter. Like, at that point, I don't care what the benefits are. Like, especially, keep in mind, this is a woman who has ordered a full breakfast and mm-hmm. usually eats Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. Lorelai is not oh, a grapefruit yeah. woman.
2: Didn't she order, like, banana pancakes or something? She did. she got some fruit in yeah. there.
1: Um, my favorite thing is that Luke... Is like, alright, I'll go buy this freaking grapefruit. And you see yeah. him walk around the building. I know. It's so funny. And you funny. see him come out
2: across the window yeah. behind him. But like, Lou could have very easily said, no, I'm not going to do that. And then Lorelai could have very easily gone back to the table and be like, sorry, Dad, they don't have that here. I feel like that would have been the end of the conversation.
0: No. Yeah, but then I- he would probably be like, what kind of reputable diner doesn't have a grapefruit? And then it would be a whole thing.
1: Which, speaking Ugh. of, I'm from New Jersey, which is like, the land of diners, right? We're, like, known for it. What mm-hmm. kind of diner doesn't have a grapefruit? Luke's? Because nobody orders it. That's fair. I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's um, my only
1: thought. But Richard is here. He's going to go see the town. He's going to wait until Rory comes home. is going to finish working. And then they're going to have dinner. And that's the schedule that is planned. Yep. For the day. For the day.
0: And I mean, does that sound like a ton of fun for Richard? Who's to say? But it's a plan.
1: Well, it's Laura lives on it her third reasonable. cup of coffee, which is mm-hmm. a very uh, similar to Emily's third cup of coffee. Like,
2: almost the exact same <laughs> conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And
1: Richard gives that passive-aggressive, oh, that's a lot huh. of coffee in the morning. Judgment. Yikes.
0: Richard's so judgment. whole thing throughout this episode is that he's just making observations. But if you ever needed to, like, learn how to make observations in a way that is incredibly aggressive, take notes from Richard.
1: <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, we go back to Chilton and Paris is Paris. And she's talking about that. Um, the reason why these other newspapers have gotten this award in the past is because there's been a human interest story attached mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And um, she needs a small town that has a seedy underbelly. So, she of course. She has to this, blow open. Is there when? <laughs> stars hollow.
0: Which, Rory is immediately like, there's no seedy underbelly. Yeah. Like, There's just not.
2: I was curious about this for you guys. So, I grew up in a small town. Mm-hmm. It does have a seedy underbelly. Mm-hmm. But you're only exposed to it if you're exposed to the people who are part of it Mm -hmm. yeah so like i did not know about the cd underbelly until until i started hanging out with like the bad crowd or whatever in high school like through my brothers yeah yeah. like it wasn't Mm -hmm. anybody that i became friends with normally at school so like even if stars hollow does have a cd underbelly like is rory gonna know about it
0: no rory would not be the person you ask for that kind of info. I feel like Paris is expecting to go into Stars Hollow and have it be like a Twin Peaks. You know, she's expecting, like, the grossest of the gross to be going
2: on. And, like, she wants to see, look down the alley and see somebody shooting up.
1: Yeah, I, 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 mean, really I was thinking oh, in, I think in my it head, to be dark. like, she's expecting a meth lab somewhere.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and my town is currently known for meth labs
1: right? Oh, I mean, That's I grew fun. up in Washington. That's like a thing. My little town.
2: Not where I live now, where I grew up. Um, would Jess be the seedy underbelly? I Okay, we're going to get to Jess. Yeah. I absolutely love his
0: involvement in this episode, but Jess is honestly the seediest thing that we've come up against. Right? Here's the thing. If there was truly a seedy underbelly of Stars Hollow, you know Taylor would not shut up about it.
2: Jess would have found it. And Jess would have had friends.
0: Would have like they would always be about this stuff. Like, there are so many nosy people who would actively stick their nose into anything weird going on. We would know.
1: I mean, my counterpoint to that is Suki and Jackson accidentally grow weed in their garden. Acres of it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And like no one knew. So maybe yeah. this does prove that there's not a seed on their belly because they didn't even know that it was weed.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, like, <laughs> apart from they grew it probably from seeds. I don't know how seedy that one is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah.
1: Um, well, Paris is coming to Star Hollow no matter what. No matter what yep. Rory says, she is mm-hmm. going.
0: And unfortunately, that means that uh, Rory is not going to be able to
1: help out. Hmm. And nope. Lorelai's having a tough time at the inn. The linen guy, Manny, has not arrived. So they have no mm-hmm. tablecloths. They have no towels. And I really love this because um, if anyone's worked in retail and hospitality or any job like that, when you're working um, like this, like when you're like, oh, my God, I have to do this and this and this and everything's going wrong, you and your coworkers get a bond. Mm -hmm. right yeah it's you against the world and michelle and lorelei against the world is awesome
2: yes it is a team you do not
1: want to go against no you really don't
0: i love when we get to see why michelle is like in this position Mm -hmm. because so much Mm -hmm. of the time we see him just being like silly and ridiculous it's like no he's really good at what he does
1: yeah and like Lorelai is giving alternatives. Go to Patty's for tablecloth and um, get the pool towels. Like, she's on it.
2: I and really like what he's doing. Yeah,
1: exactly, yep. Um, And she's giving Michelle orders. Michelle is, like, you know, doing them mm-hmm. <laughs> without a sarcastic comment. Like, it's really cool. I really and like that And then Richard
2: scene. comes in and is like, mm. where's your jacket?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And lectures her,
0: like, In front of her employees. Well, Richard comes in and has completed the entire tour of Stars Hollow, including going into
1: the cat (laughs) shop twice. Twice. And getting all the gnomes named by Babette. I mean, that must have taken at least an hour.
2: Babette does love his chi. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't
2: think that was in this episode. This (laughs) is in a different episode, but still. (laughs)
1: Um. Yeah, he just wants to see Lorelai work. Just wants to read his paper. Immediately goes for the jugular. Where's your jacket? Why aren't where's you your, professional?
2: Where's your work? Doesn't jacket. your boss care?
1: She's the boss. Yeah.
0: It's infuriating. So it is. Yeah. Like, up up to this point, you know, like Richard's going on about the grapefruit, whatever, like could be health based. Once he starts meddling in her work life, I. There's such a shift. And this uh, this uh episode is really great at showing, you know, like, depth and showing uh, range. Because in this episode, Ed is most – definitely the most frustrating man I've ever met. And he's also the most sad and, like, despondent yeah. man. So I love this episode for his acting, but I cannot stand behind Richard. Oh, my gosh. When he
1: lectures her in front of Michelle – Michelle's dying in the background. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, if, like, you saw your boss getting reamed out by their parent, that would be... Yeah, but
2: for Richard to just spew out that he is the most professional person ever, and he's run a Fortune 500 company, and blah, 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 to grab his daughter and give her a personal lecture in front of her employees, like, even if you want... I know he pulls her like I need to talk to you and pulls her like 3 feet back, but like that is clearly not enough mm-hmm. when her her employee person directly under her is giggling in the background about what about what's being said.
1: And he even ends it with okay, and I'll be sitting over here if you need my help or anything. Like she's like a 5-year-old child and right? Oof. Yikes.
0: Yeah, and I mean, ugh, you can see, scene. like, the shift in Lorelai as she just kind of gets to this point where she realizes, okay, this is how the day is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to say, okay, you okay. know, I'm just going to let just it happen over because the alternative is worse. But when he tells her, like, all right, now you go back to work and I'm going to be over there if you need me. Again, it's like he's talking to a child and it's, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. cannot, ugh. The older I get, the more that I realize that I maybe do have a little bit of a problem with authority. I never did in my <laughs> youth. I was, I've always been the square, square, the biggest rule follower. But the older I get, I'm like, Mm-mm, you do not tell me what to do.
2: <laughs> That's not a problem with authority. That's having a problem being patronized and talked yeah. down to.
0: Yeah. Ugh.
1: This is a bad one.
2: Which Richard is a prime example of going forward here.
1: Because I don't want to get too much, like, too deep into it, but. Would Richard would ha- would Richard have done that to Christopher, or to a man, or no? Like it's Lorelei. Where's your jacket? Yeah, yeah. I, hate I guess that
0: in the future we kind of get to see how Richard would approach a man, business wise, with Luke. With- like much. Oh, later I was going to say with
1: Styles, with Digger.
0: Styles, yes, yeah. And then Luke would like want to franchise the diner, mm-hmm. right. but. Either way, Richard well, meddles in things he should not meddle in. It is prime Gilmore. Speaking of
1: meddling, yeah. um, Paris and Rory arrive by bus. Mm-hmm. Paris mm-hmm. hates the bus. Yep. Yeah, yeah I'm honestly <laughs>
2: surprised Paris got on the
1: bus. And she, like, has a I car. know that's part of the experience, but <laughs> she does have a car. So what does she have to take the bus back?
0: presumably
2: because
1: to get her doesn't
0: have a car at this point in the episode <laughs> yeah well yeah
2: how often does the bus run to stars hollow is paris like sitting an hour on the bench <laughs> waiting for the bus to show up to take her back to harvard Guys, well, life before like...
1: uber sucked <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah and they see a diner well they see a diner they see luke's diner um mm-hmm. but to paris it's a diner and yep. she thinks that it's going to be filled with prostitutes, truckers, and drug dealers. Well, yeah. What else happens
2: in diners in New Jersey? Er, well, I guess in Connecticut. In Connecticut.
1: Thank <laughs> you, I almost said you very New much.
0: <laughs> I love this interaction between Luke and Paris because I think that- And Jess. Well, when Jess well, comes yeah. in, but like <laughs> specifically just like Paris being Paris and Luke being Luke, if these two could just like go off That would be, I would love to see that. Early season, like, witty Luke and Paris. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Oh, that'd be fun. (laughs) Do you guys think that his, that Luke actually thinks that her name is Angela? Yeah. Like, you do think? Like, does
2: Luke not know who Angela Lansbury is?
0: I think he's just playing along. Because remember, this is still quick-witted Luke. We haven't quite dumbed him down enough.
2: I don't know. Like the tone he uses when he says Angela just really sounds like he's trying to be personable. It doesn't sound like a sarcastic. Okay, what do you want, Angela? Right,
1: and like I think of like my dad, and if like I would have told him my friend's name is Angela Lansbury, he would have been like, "All right, her name is Angela." Like, yeah, but
2: Angela Lansbury is she's Murder Shiro.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said that Fun was fact, way she too much. She's also
2: Mrs. Potts and the
1: beauty of the yes. i said that was way too much confidence for something i don't <laughs> actually know hey you know what? fake it till you make it okay. uh
0: we have a podcast you know we can do that we can just say uh, things can we conviction we yeah
1: just- Hello? You- okay
0: yeah there we go like See, if I was we right. were a trio right. of dudes that's all we would do <laughs> um but the best part of the scene is absolutely without a doubt when Jess comes down from the back,
2: <laughs> and Paris is like, where'd he come Who are from? are you? Yeah, do you have a cat house upstairs? Is that um, where the hookers are? And, like, and Jess
0: then- is immediately so into it. He's like, where has she been all my life? Yes, I'm going to play <laughs> this bit.
1: <laughs> I do like that he calls him Uncle Luke. Mm-hmm. It's, I think oh, it's the first time.
2: He- I think he's just playing into it. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't feel like it's a for serious Uncle Luke. I think it's a, oh, I'm going to make this as dramatic as I can. Well, he's
0: playing innocent boy done wrong by his, yeah. his mean, dirty Uncle Luke in the cat house. And <laughs> it's perfection. I love <laughs> this side I love of, that like... It's- funny jess i
2: love jess playing along with jokes yes Mm -hmm. i do too like not his jokes like he just he sees a bit happening and he just jumps into it and goes for it
0: it's honestly like he and lorelei like are good match when it comes to like being able to play into other people's jokes and we don't get enough of it from jess or at least we haven't yet
2: and dean even mentions like in the whole conversation with max previous season obviously of you know when they're in one of their bits just go with it Mm -hmm. but i feel like the way dean talks about it it's just let it play its course it'll be done eventually deal with it whereas jess is like oh there's a bit i'm jumping in feet first (laughs) we're doing this Mm
1: -hmm. i love so much when rory starts dragging Paris out and jess does that little wave yep he does his
2: little mocking (laughs) wave again
1: (laughs) when i was like what like 12 or 13 years old watching this I was in love,
2: swoon. Oh yeah! Oh
1: my gosh! Oh, I'm yes. still in love. <laughs> um, and so that. we've
0: already kind of jumped over uh, Richard's lecturing of Lorelai. So what we can do is we can jump right into the next scene with Paris and Rory. So she has been drugged out of the diner.
2: Well, there's two Lorelei lectures. Yes. There's the jacket, and then there's an even bigger one after Manny after Lorelai gets the oh, man the yes, delivery.
1: Yes. So, um, we go back to the inn. Michelle and Lorelai are trying really hard to do customer service. You know, here's champagne. We're very sorry. We're going to give you the towels. The first ones we get.
2: Like, mm-hmm. Constant complaints. Yes. From every direction from their customers, from their guests. Until Manny calls. Yes.
1: And he has them. Well, yeah. no, and it seems like he doesn't have them. He has too problems. It seems like he has
0: problems. some
1: towels. Yes. And so Lorelai...
0: Does what she needs to do to secure their towels and linens,
2: and he will be there in twenty minutes. Yes. and she knows that she sounds needs like to a talk great job in a right? certain way. Yeah, job done well, good job.
1: Um, except, yeah, Richard overhears. He doesn't like the way she's talking. Um, and she gets lectured, and we did kind of combine the lectures before. Um, but like, I feel like this is Lorelai should have snapped right then and there. If I was Lorelai, I would have stopped right then and there.
0: Like, at the bare minimum, would have been, like, I am the manager of this establishment. Like, I am managing, we are doing fine, and I need you to wait for me at home. Or I need you to go to the park with your newspaper. Like, you cannot be here anymore.
1: If you want to talk about unprofessional, (laughs) this is incredibly unprofessional.
2: Yeah. He has been in the inn one other time and had an absolutely fantastic experience with the Bracebridge dinner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, for him to come in after the fact and then start to berate Lorelai for apparently not acting professional enough with her vendors. Again, you know somebody and you work with somebody for 10 years. Like, yeah, it might be professional, but there's still going to be jokes
1: and. You're familiar. Yeah. 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 Especially in a small town like this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well back to paris and rory they're walking through town and taylor Dozy steps out of that stars hollow video store to celebrate rory's maturity (laughs) and for asking for censorship
0: this is the first but not the last time that taylor Dozy will post a picture of rory without her consent
2: And this is so this was when I first noticed the GTA poster was while Taylor was saying, thank you so much for your censorship. By the way, here's a GTA 3 poster in the window of the shop, which not the best, but like you can pick up hookers in this game and then kill them. And have sex with them. So, I'm, like,
1: this is not... A I don't think you can game. do it in that order, but
2: yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, no. Not, not in that order. Gosh, the, honestly, <laughs> our
0: darkest episode. We're so sorry. It was not meant to be and this then,
2: way. No, and it gets better. Then they go inside in front of the Rory curtain. And do you know what movie poster is on the wall directly behind them? Oh, I didn't notice. Blow.
1: Oh, I, you know Johnny I Depp. I didn't notice? Yeah, with Johnny Depp. My goodness. And...
2: And, earlier in the episode, that same movie poster was behind Kirk on a different wall. So does this mean they moved it? Or there are two posters of Blow <laughs> in in this tiny little video store?
0: Well, maybe this whole censorship movement is a multi-step process. First, they had to source the curtain material. Then they had to go through <laughs> and remove all of the questionable VHS tapes, which is apparently everything besides Bambi and Dumbo. Well, if you look I mean, around,
1: they really did take. Oh, like, yeah. no, there's, Yeah, there's, there's like barely anything out there. And guys, this is Paris's story. This is yeah. the story. This oh. is, oh,
2: this is it.
0: immediately small town censorship. And, I mean, pretty timely and topical for what's going on, like, right now in our right? country. They're yeah. burning
1: books. They're doing all this. And they there's the joke about that later on, right? With Jess. Um, Later on in the episode, we'll Mm -hmm. get to it, but like, oh, censorship is not good. And especially from two journalists, or really, Rory the journalist, to think that Rory had any part of censoring. And she specifically
0: says, like, I, that is not my thing. I am not pro-censorship. But yeah. I'm
1: vehemently against this. What is that one with the girl in the back? The girl and the guy. This one right here? Yeah. That's Blow. Oh, is that the, okay.
2: So it's a poster for a movie about drugs mm-hmm. of two people who most likely just or are about to do dirty things
1: interesting and it's so so and say, it's still on the wall when i um used to go to the local video store there was a curtain but it was only for like triple x films
2: yeah. yeah i don't know if
0: i don't think we ever had a local film store that i went to that had one but I mean, like, it was common enough, you know, mm-hmm. when we were growing up that there would be a curtain and behind the curtain were films that children should not have access to.
2: Oh, yeah. I, the one, my town had three video stores at one point, but and this is, we never actually had a blockbuster either. Um, but I specifically remember one that had a curtain because I remember trying to peek through and see what was yeah, right? at one point. I
1: remember being like 11 years old and being like, <laughs> so what's so behind the curtain?
2: But this usually that a karma? it's
1: not a
0: full floor-to-ceiling, half-of-the-business-is-curtained-off <laughs>
2: situation. I mean, the curtain was floor-to-ceiling, but no, there were not very many videos back there. Um, compared to the rest of the store.
1: I love Paris immediately dives into the story, and she asks Taylor, How long have you been working here? Which is a great question, because Taylor does not work there.
2: Yeah, I assume he owns this business as well.
0: Right? That's kind yeah. of the vibe that I got. Because Kirk certainly doesn't own it,
2: or he's he has- there as a government official. Mm, Do you think? Yeah, like
1: get- Do you- okay. Hear me out here. Taylor owns random buildings throughout the town, right? And then he just puts Kirk as his assistant manager at every single one of them, and that's why Kirk has so many jobs. It's the nepotism. Underbelly
2: <laughs> is Taylor buying up all of the businesses in town.
1: <laughs> well, he tries to, and forcing people out. I don't know. There's something there. Paris I agree with you. Write the story.
0: <laughs> yes. And apparently Paris is um satisfied enough with her scoop that she lets Rory free. And so Rory gets to go home and save Lorelai. And Lorelai is so pissed, man. Oh,
1: poor Lorelai. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Lorelai is like at her wit's end uh oh, she is. when I love so as soon as Rory gets home, you know, she gives her a hug and it's an extremely hard hug. Mm-hmm, but as mm-hmm. soon as the hug is over, Lorelai literally shoves her into Richard. She yeah. is just like, He's yours. I am done with yep. him.
1: I like that um the Gilmore girls or really Lorelai's uh beer of choice is Heineken. Because I that saw, was the beer I love that Lorelai's immediate thing is to I need a, a beer. beer. Yeah. yeah. Because Jess steals a Heineken, and then now she's drinking a Heineken. (laughs) Well,
0: maybe they got got a
1: sponsorship. Yeah, right? Good for you guys. Um, (sighs) Richard calls Lorelai spirited. Spirited. Mm -hmm.
2: Like, honestly, you watch your daughter handle, even if you're not happy with the way that it was handled. Okay. But you watched her handle a crisis at her business and make everybody happy? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I forgot one thing that I want to mention from that scene. I This is very small. I really loved when Lorelai goes back to Michelle and goes, will you hit me over the head with a champagne bottle? And he goes, gladly. Or, like, immediately. Yep. <laughs> like, yes. yep. <laughs> yes, I will. Sorry. Yeah. We can go back to this. Well, um. I mean, you know, Lorelai
0: is still like, I need space from him. Rory shows him her room. Yep. And... Mm-hmm. He immediately whips out a little notebook and he's gonna write down the books that she needs because there are gaps in her collection. And she shows him, "Uh, uh, uh, I've uh, got no, books no. under the bed. I got books in the drawers.
2: Mm-hmm. Where are her clothes? Well, she
1: keeps them in that in other that dresser, closet right? in the wardrobe. Oh, yeah, I forgot.
2: She she has two dressers and a wardrobe. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Richard is okay with Rory's disorganized, like, or organized chaos system. Mm-hmm. However, he's not okay with Lorelei's No, he also notices her Harvard
0: obsession board, which essentially gives him more fuel or fodder for another attack on Lorelai.
2: I had to revise my notes, like, three times because I saw the Harvard board and then Richard doesn't say anything. I was like, did he just not say it? And then a couple minutes goes by and then he, oh, Harvard. I was like, okay, so he does see it. Okay, scratch this out. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't say anything and then he goes and, you know, attack Lorelai with it.
1: Well, also in this scene is, um, they're gonna order Chinese food from Al's Pancake World. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And Lorelai comes over with, like, a huge we don't see it, but, like, presumably supposedly a lot a lot of chinese food more than enu- more than enough for three people
2: mm-hmm. and
1: um i okay this is gonna be criticism sorry about it alexis is acting in this scene drives me insane every time how so like she reads the paper oh no this is good yeah at it like it's just so I don't know, I hate it. I hate it. I don't know what it, To me, it it's felt like that like five was, second like <laughs> To me it felt like she
0: was just trying to like she was trying to be like super casual, super normal, like this is our day-to-day life. Yeah. Um
2: but to me it was like she was trying to be like overly positive because she could pick up on the tension between Richard and Lorelai.
1: Yeah. So
2: she's trying to like So is overcompensate. it bad acting
1: or just really good acting?
0: maybe it's a mix of both but that I mean this is another point that like would absolutely drive me crazy if I was ordering food paying for the food presumably and somebody told me I could not order what I wanted to order
2: yeah like well and his big thing is that it's wasteful that's too much food and then is like no We order this much, and then we eat it for like a week and a half. Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't know if it's a great idea to eat Chinese food, leftover Chinese food, a week and a half later. Yeah, Yeah. but like Lorelai clearly says, no, none of this gets wasted. Yeah, Chinese food is great and cheap.
1: Well, I mean, depending on where you go. Yeah, (laughs) well, it goes from Chinese food to Harvard, and it Mm -hmm. goes from Harvard to Yale. And I believe this is the second time we've had like a a big Yale mention. It might even kind be the of. first. Yeah, it's like one of the first, definitely, where mm-hmm. it's very obvious Richard wants Rory to go to Yale.
2: Mm-hmm. And he I even... think that he kind of implies that Rory could not get into Harvard. He does. Who's going to
0: help her get into Harvard? Like Rory doesn't need help to get into Harvard. No. Rory's going to get Rory into Harvard,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Rory doesn't need anybody's help to get into Yale either. Like the implication is that. You have to have a connection to get in, but like Rory's entire life is based around being able to academically prove herself able to go to one of these universities.
1: And mm-hmm. although it is true that it's nice connections, to have, yeah, connections help. Oh yeah, oh one hundred percent. We also see in the show an instance of connections not helping with Paris. So like, it goes both ways. Like, yeah. just because you went there, Richard doesn't mean that they would accept Rory. And just mm-hmm. because you're not helping with Harvard doesn't mean they're not going to take her. So, like, backhanded compliments or just straight up insults all around from Richard today.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, and especially towards Rory War- in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, she's his golden child.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It drives me crazy.
2: Well, while this is happening,
1: there's a bunch of honks.
0: Yes. The, the Chinese food does not even get ordered before nope. here comes another reason to fight.
1: <laughs> Basically, um, Rory starts freaking out immediately as the audience were like, what's going on? She opens the door. It, it always uh, jars me because they leave without jackets and they exit with jackets. But like, oh. it's, it's such a quick scene that I'm like, when did you guys put on your jackets? Like, it's yeah. literally seconds, and they have it on completely correct. It's so well, funny. Watch this. No jacket. Oh, it just, yeah, pulling yeah. it on as she I goes mean, out the door. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, they go out, and it's Dean Forrester in front of a baby blue car. Looks beautiful, to be honest.
0: Which, I mean, it's been a while since we heard that car was being built, so mm-hmm. he's been working on it.
2: Well, since at the this point, episode. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to agree with Richard. I mean. But I kind of got to go with, like, building your six, 17-year-old girlfriend a car. Like, yeah, that's love bombing.
0: Yeah. And I think we talked about this in the breakup episode because, like, obviously that's when he presents her with the car initially. And and we were like, is that an okay gift? And I think, again, I don't I don't think that Richard is in the right in this conversation. Like, Lorelai as the parent is the one who gets to make this call. But mm-hmm. I can see where you might have some hesitation or reservations about a car that somebody who is not a mechanic has built
1: for your child. I yeah. agree with you, Jess. Um, I do think at this point it's an appropriate gift, though. Like, I, I actually think that... Dean building the car for Rory is one of the cuter things that he did, and I'm a yeah. Dean hater.
2: <laughs> I mean i I love the idea behind it, um, but like you gotta put into account. Like I know Dean has a job. He does, and goes car to parts are not cheap. And even if you get everything from a junkyard, like this is still probably a thousand dollar plus gift. Oh yeah. yeah it's it's a it's a massive gift, and like. Obviously, Dean can do what he wants with his money, but, like, if my husband dropped a $1,000 gift on me without, like, consulting or saying anything about it, like, I'd be pissed. It's Granted, a, we have it's joint a, finances, I, so. Yeah, I Purchase, think there's yeah. a difference, though. Yeah.
1: Um, because, like, he's your partner he should be telling you that.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, like, Dean lives three roads down. So, like, it's a different. But at the same time, I do see where you're coming from. And what's the expectations now, right, of Dean, like, I gave you this gift that costs so much money, you have to stay with me? Or, like, it's kind of like a guilt kind of thing? Does that make sense? Am I?
0: Yeah, no, it I does. mean, what can Rory do in return?
1: Exactly. To, like,
0: and, of course, Dean's going to be like, oh, no, you don't need to do anything. But, like, it would feel On the plus unequal. side, we never
2: see, yeah, on the plus side, we never see Dean, like, try to do anything. Like, well, I got you this car, you know. That's yeah. True. We never see anything like that, thankfully. One of the um, few good things Dean does. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, uh, I I think it's really funny that Dean gets to, like, be an adult again, right? Yes. Dean mm-hmm. is an adult. Mm-hmm. We have – so uh, essentially what happens is Richard says she can't have this car, and Dean is like, no, I'm giving her this car, and Richard wants to have it checked out.
1: Yeah. They go to gypsies.
2: Well, so Richard specifically asks. Okay, so you're a certified mechanic? No. So y- a certified mechanic help you build it? No. So it's been checked out by a certified mechanic? No.
0: But Gypsy and checked then, it out.
2: <laughs> yeah. But then they go on, and Gypsy is so sick of this car. <laughs> is Gypsy not so certified? So clearly it's been checked out.
1: Yes. Which, hey, welcome to Gypsy. I don't know. Um, but he's I- brothers. But Jess, like you were saying, um, Dean is the adult. Rory's a child, right? And it's, yep.
2: It's like, and Richard treats him like
1: that exactly.
0: too. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The conversation they have about Rory feels like again two adults discussing a child, and it's oh, so naive. frustrating that she's
1: like right. infantilized all the time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I have in my notes like Rory is a smart girl, and like Rory knows she's so responsible. She goes to school when her mom tells her not to like mm-hmm. yeah that is a level of responsibility i did not have in high school and um nope. dean is very intense about all of this which i mean i understand he puts so much work into it but like he goes toe to toe and they're both yeah. so so tall <laughs> yeah and
0: we get the exact line again right the how tall are you yeah why do you want to dance
1: but oh, this I time it's played line. a little
0: softer <laughs>
1: I appreciate the offer.
2: Though. I love it here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Richard's response to that.
1: Yeah. Um, Dean does admit that he loves Rory to Richard. And Richard responds. And Richard hates Kind it. <laughs> of. Like I would. <laughs> like, every time I like you, you I do almost something. I like you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gypsy checks it out. She even breaks the car, the windshields, in order to like come up with a little problem. Get away from this yeah. car. Mm-hmm. And the girls are waiting. Um, finally. The the men, the man and boy arrive. I don't know anymore. Yeah. The way they treat them, the
2: men get home. Yeah. The men return.
1: And the car's fine. And Lorelei explodes. Well, you know
2: what? No, Dean doesn't even return. We don't see Mm-mm. Dean. We only see Richard.
1: Oh, so, yeah, I guess.
2: Because I don't think Dean would have let Richard get away with, oh, well, there was a slight problem with the windshield wipers. That's true.
1: Yeah. Dean's outside, right? Yeah, Dean's I outside. assume he's outside. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! I'm so sorry. Uh, Lorelai sends Rory off to pick up the Chinese food.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That's
1: what that's what happened. Um, You're correct. And Lorelai explodes, guys.
0: Yeah, with I mean, she has
2: held it in justifiably.
1: Yeah, and Lorelai Mm. is just like, "You cannot come in here. This is my town, my house." Mm -hmm. And his response is, "Thanks for the geography lesson," which is harsh. That's not what this is about no this is
2: about richard coming into town and undermining lorelei at every single turn mm-hmm.
1: and it's one thing to do it at work it's another thing to do it like in her personal life just eating but to rory overrule yeah, as a mother her parental like decision yikes in front of her Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and rory even like Like, she hugs Richard and goes, oh, thank you so much. Like, because Richard is the one who's allowing this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I mean, Lorelai's is the one who can allow or or not allow this. Yeah. Uh, Everything that Lorelai says is
2: 100% correct. mm -hmm. And I, I feel bad for Richard in this position trying to figure out what he's doing now. But master manipulator to turn everything right back on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, and then he has this, like, little uh, monologue about, like, he never thought of life after retirement. Yeah, he knows that He's so
0: sad. He says, you have never invited me.
1: Yeah.
2: Like,
0: do you think I don't know why I'm here? Like, Emily asked you.
2: To be fair, he was there for Rory's 16th birthday party. Yeah. he's been there before. But
1: with Emily. Never Mm -hmm. alone. And, like, I just, the acting was so good. Yeah. It was. Like, this is, it's insane how good it was.
0: And he's, he was a, a really talented actor and he, mm-hmm. he was a really good get because I don't think that anybody else could have pulled Richard off the way he did. No, because like, he is so awful, right? Leading up to this. And then you hear it and your heart breaks. Yeah. And then, you know, you get to the end of the episode and your heart breaks even more.
2: Yeah. Well, I think him and Kelly Bishop were just truly like a perfect casting for those two roles. Yeah,
1: that's why it's like it's hard to think that they could ever do a reboot, because like mm-hmm. I don't think they could get these these people again. Yeah, they were so good. But anyways, he you know he mentions the fact that like I was at the club at three o'clock drinking bourbon and playing cards. Who am I, right? Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. Yeah. Right.
2: My thing with this, like Richard, you're not wrong, and I understand you're having a crisis of like, what do you do with yourself now? But this is not Lorelai's problem. It's not. Mm-mm. This is not Lorelai's fault that you don't know what to do yourself, to do with yourself, and it is not Lorelai's fault that you decide to come in and try to overwrite literally every aspect of her life and take control of it.
1: Yeah. There is an absolute reason she left. I vote that we end this episode in a good note. So let's skip the next scene and go straight to the last scene and then come back. I'm good with that. If that makes sense. Sure. So okay. uh, Richard arrives home. Mm-hmm. Emily mm-hmm. is ecstatic. Like she's the happiest that she's been.
0: Yeah. All she had a
1: great day. Oh, yeah.
0: And she's excited to have him home. She,
1: mm-hmm. She's excited to gossip and tell him news and like have stories to share hmm yeah and Richard lies he just goes yeah. you know I had a he great had day. a big dinner mm-hmm. he ate Chinese oh you love Chinese
0: which makes <sighs> it so sad that he didn't get to have the Chinese Yeah,
1: <laughs> and he goes and he says that he's gonna organize the stamp collection because why not he has the time to do it mm-hmm. and he goes to his office and it's so haunting him just it sitting is. down and having it's nothing dark. to do mm-hmm yeah, It's sad. It is it so is. sad. Which is why it I feels wanted... feel so
2: bad for him while also being mad at yeah, him. <laughs> like... yeah.
1: It's very sad, which is why I wanted to leave off on a good note. So, rewind. Um, mm-hmm. Rory goes to pick up Chinese yeah, food. She's with her huge bag of Chinese food. And <laughs> she sees the Citizen of the Month picture that Taylor put up.
2: I want to know why every time Taylor chooses a picture of Rory to put up, you know, both times, he always chooses one with her hair pulled back right. really tight. <laughs> and it's just like Alexis is obviously beautiful. It's a very awkward the angle and the view. It's just like it's not the most flattering mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that the one that you choose? I mean, he's probably pulling it off of like a
0: membership card or something, you know, like a star. Of yeah. Hollow, oh, yeah. Like library card or something,
1: you know?
2: probably her stars hollow movie library card movie <laughs> store card
1: oh it was probably more but either way yeah she um, is met <laughs> jess comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and rory's very frustrated by all of this
0: understandably so. and jess is
1: just yeah oh definitely yeah. but jess is making fun of her which is fair yeah it is fair this is a very situation we made fun of
0: yeah and I mean it's very he's flirty. It's very it flirty and he's definitely trying to like also I think he's trying to make her feel better about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. making it funny rather than making it like, yeah, you're literally the face of censorship in our small town.
2: And like still though, like he does a really good job of making her feel better oh, about yeah, it. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: And... Um but still, she still has that like little bit of frustration and he goes, "Don't worry, it's not going to be there for long." And
2: I want to know exactly what he's done. And well, he just starts to walk away. And she's like, no, 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 no. Come back.
0: Yeah. What Which did you
2: do to Dumbo and Bambi?
0: I think that's the first time we've ever seen her, like, draw him. You know, like, mm-hmm. her ask him to to Oh,
1: to you know her, what? I'm going to say this the second time. Because the first time was when he did the little chalk outline. Right? And she mm-hmm. yells at him. And then he, like, starts to walk away. And then she's like, no, no, come back. Okay, like, oh, yeah, second, wind. second wind the second wind yeah, second wind and um. she offers him an egg
0: roll which he does not get no if you offer me an egg roll you owe me an egg roll at the, as you're as he's walking away i'm taking an egg roll there is no way you can ever offer me an egg roll and i'm not immediately <laughs> gonna be like okay now
1: <laughs> right now when i was a teenager and i used to read fan fiction on justin Rory, yes i did, did do that um it was always like the book was always dedicated to Rory and it would be like, you owe me an egg roll or like, this is for the egg roll or something like that, yeah. I wish that would be canon. It was not.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, it can be canon in your heart and that's what matters. Either way, Jess has set up a uh, a sneaky surprise for whoever rents Bambi or Dumbo.
1: (laughs) He switched to
0: VHS's,
1: which is so funny. Mm -hmm.
2: I can only assume that he did not rewind it And it'll cause a massive town outcry.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, be kind. Be (laughs) kind. Rewind. Be kind. Rewind. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and they're very cute. They are. It's they were cuter than Dean and Rory. And Dean built her a
0: car. Well, because Mm -hmm. like Dean shows up and it feels like he's a grown up and he's giving her congratulations, honey. Here's your car. Like it just (laughs) their relationship has lost. Its cuteness and yeah. it will continue to lose its cuteness as we get more and more cuteness with Jess
1: but that's a, mm-hmm. um, a something that just came to me was like she did have two acts of services done to her and yet she was happier with the second one with just the fact that he switched out VHS tapes she was smiling that doesn't
2: include a thousand dollar gift no. plus mm-hmm. gift just all the you have CD to do is scar <laughs> <some>
0: children <laughs> and you've wiggled your way into Rory's heart <laughs>
1: Well, and that was the episode. I liked this episode. I think the acting is great at times. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like we said in the beginning, Emily's, when Emily came to Star's Hollow, it was a little bit more impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Richard was just a, say, more I like this
2: episode. But yeah, Richard is infuriating mm-hmm. in this episode.
1: Yeah, because
0: in Emily in Wonderland, we have her, like, obviously freak out about the potting shed. But, like, that comes mm-hmm. from a different place than mm-hmm. where Richard's frustrations come from in this episode. Yeah. So. Well,
2: Emily's comes from, oh, they've cut me out of their life this much. And this is what they went to was this horrible, tiny little shed they'd rather live in than be with me. Richard's is literally, what do I do with my life? Woe is me. Right? It's, I'm going I to have con- a try problem. to control everybody around me mm-hmm. now. Now
0: it's your problem. Yeah
1: who is the townsperson of the week because i can definitely tell you it's not richard but wouldn't that be a hot take yeah richard comes in and changes everything and he's the best no actually my thought was lorelei that was my thought yeah i
0: think it kind of has to be lorelei mm-hmm
1: she defends herself like she she handles him she wow very, she handles him that's what i meant yeah she
2: handles the criticism mm-hmm. very well and very professionally in her place of work yeah and still does not go off on him when they get out of that place of work she just tries to put it behind her until obviously the car shows up mm. yeah in which case then she puts him in his place but yeah. even before at that attempts to
0: she does it in like a very controlled way mm-hmm. where she's mm-hmm. like i'm about to get very mad at you and then she states yeah. her case so yeah, yeah i think lorelei it's like she deserves a, a medal of honor for this episode mm-hmm. she was I really agree. fighting
2: i will say i do think rory still had a
1: really good episode too i agree yeah. she was i my just second think lorelei outshines her honestly yeah. my second choice was jess But I was like, oh, he was only in it for like two seconds and it was just you control people. (laughs) We're getting closer to more Jess. Slowly and surely.
2: Well on the the final scene of Jess is I did this to scar children for you. Mm -hmm. So
1: I mean, isn't that romantic? (laughs) Ask the child's parent. Oh well yeah. Yeah, Mm ooh. But yeah, so congratulations, Lorelei, on this week's episode. And up next, we
0: have References with Sandra.
1: Alright, so for this week's reference I'm actually going to focus on the movie marathon that Rory and Lorelai end up getting which is the bad one because I (laughs) thought that would be funnier (laughs) and the first movie they mention is Cool as Ice now, anyone (laughs) born in the 2000s may not have ever heard of Vanilla Ice and that's fine honestly, it's fine (laughs) But Vanilla Ice was just like white boy rapper in the nineties. Um, he had a song that he basically plagiarized off of a, a Queen's "Under Pressure." Oh, and Bowie.
2: "Under Pressure" was Freddie Mercury and David Bowie. Okay, okay, yeah. So that is one of the versions on my music list. Continue.
1: Vanilla Ice, this rapper. This was his feature film debut. It is uh, the plot focuses on Johnny Van Owen. A freewheeling motorcycle riding rapper who arrives in a small town and meets Kathy, an honor student who catches his eye. Meanwhile, Kathy's father, who is in the witness protection program, is found by the corrupt police and he escaped years ago. It was like developed for Vanilla Ice to make him this big star. It was a box office bomb. They made this movie for $6 million and it only grossed $1.2 million. Oh no. Which I need you to understand how little that is. Yeah. (sighs) Have any of you seen this movie?
0: No. Mm -mm. I I have have seen this movie. Let me tell you if you have ever (laughs) at any point thought that Vanilla Ice Guy is kind of cute, watch this movie. You are the target audience. (laughs) Because this is a musical romance, like a rom com.
2: I don't know. It's my (laughs) pride, that's my bread and butter. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I if if you can get your hands on it for free, do not pay for this movie. Um, I think it's fun. It's stupid, but it's fun.
1: <laughs> well, um, when this project was being developed, the main role of Kathy was offered to Gwyneth Paltrow, but her father forbade her from accepting it because he thought it could hurt her career, and it probably would have. <laughs> <So>, Honestly, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, But yeah, it was a horrible movie. It won for uh, Worst New Star for Kristen Minter, the woman who actually played Kathy. But it was nominated for like a million uh, Golden Raspberry Awards, which is like the worst, the Razzies. Mm -hmm. Right? Not the best movie. So that's number one on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Number two is Hudson Hawk. And Hudson Hawk is a Bruce Willis movie. Has, have either How of you guys watched it. How can you go wrong with Bruce Willis? I have not seen have not Hudson know. Hawk. Okay. No. <laughs> well, this live-action film employs cartoon-style slapstick comedy, including sound effects, and it makes it, like, into just awkward <laughs> kind of thing. It's not funny. Um, the plot itself is about conspiracy theories, secret societies, which sounds cool, Right. But then. Do you. So you said it takes. You say it's live action. but There's like some animation in it. No, it's like uh, the style is like an animation. So like they have sound effects and they have stuff like that. um, Where it's like if you were watching a cartoon, but it's live action.
2: It made me think of like who framed Roger Rabbit if they were trying to like. (laughs) (laughs) Recreate that with a different cast.
1: I've never seen Hudson Hawk, so I have no idea. I honestly I've never seen this either. Um no one did. <laughs> 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 um it received three golden raspberry awards for director, screenplay, and picture. Although Bruce Willis was nominated as worst actor, and then supporting actor and supporting actress were also nominated. And yeah. <laughs> it was nominated for everything. And but people thought that this movie was like the the people behind the movie thought it was going to do well because Die Hard had just come out um, and this was going to be another okay. action movie. Well, it only... How can you go wrong with Bruce exactly. in the early 90s? It only grossed $17 million in the U.S. and Canada. However, it grossed $80 million outside of the U.S. So people overseas really liked it. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it goes. Yeah. I can't tell you what it's about. Um about. I try to read this plot. It does not make sense to me. <laughs> someone watch this movie and tell me what the hell is going on. <laughs> um, and then the last movie is Breaking to Electric Boogaloo, which is a common joke that I hear all the time um, whenever like someone says a sequel is like mm-hmm. Electric Boogaloo. Um, it, because it is a sequel to the movie called Breaking. And it's a breakdancing film. There was actually a sequel to this as well called Rappin. All of these without G's, by the way. Breakin, Rappin. Or known as Breakdance 3 Electric Boogalee. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, But none of these have like a connective plot. The only thing is Ice-T is in every single movie. And Ice-T is, of course, the actor from SVU. Um, And this movie is three main dancers from Breakin struggle to stop the demolition of a community recreational center by a developer who wants to build a shopping mall. This movie also did really badly. It grossed $15 million in the U.S. and Canada. They don't even mention the European numbers, so I I'm, I'm, can only assume that it, it was horrible. They don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, it has a rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 29%. Oof. But it does not look like it actually won any Razzies, so it has something on the other two.
0: I mean, it made 15 times as much money, as cool as I did. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> so yeah, and the legacy of this film is that it has become like that nickname to denote a sequel. So, like I said before, people say, blah, 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 too, Electric Boogaloo. And it gets made fun of most of the time. What the hell does boogaloo mean? I, I, it doesn't I don't need to mean know. anything. Shh, you to know form what? A dance yes, you're right. Apparently, it can, it's a it movement. Can just mean anything.
0: Uh, Emily has pulled up a clip of this movie while Sandra's been discussing it. It seemed appropriate. There is a dance fight with nunchucks versus trash can lids <laughs> happening. So, if nothing else, just look for a few clips on
2: YouTube because oh, this look seems at that! Like quite a little thing.
1: There's a lot of studs. And this
2: is without music. Yeah. Like, I have it silent, so it's just people dancing to silent air.
1: There's a lot of 80s hair. Mm-hmm. It is. I love it's it. great. But yeah, these were the three bad movies that they watched. Um, if anyone wants to have a bad movie marathon, these are the movies that I recommend to watch. The Gilmore Girls obviously enjoyed them, so I'm sure you will mm-hmm. too, maybe? I don't know. Maybe.
0: I mean, I unironically enjoyed Cool as Ice, so <laughs> take that with a
1: grain of salt. <laughs> well, after references, we have Emily, and Emily is going to be talking about a different movie altogether. So off to Emily. Books,
0: movies, and music
1: Emily.
2: Okay, so to continue this movie marathon, um, I am going to talk about Showgirls. So this is the movie that the two boys are looking at the cover on that starts the whole censorship debacle. This might be getting a resurgence. I have no idea. Did you guys ever watch Say by the Bell? I did. No. Yeah. Okay, it's it's a 90s TV show, mm-hmm. and I know the 90s are coming back hardcore, so I don't know if Saved by the Bell is getting a resurgence or not. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Zach Morris is,
1: mol- like, the worst human being ever. Well,
2: yeah. yeah that's but a- anyway, so Showgirls, the main star of this movie, is Elizabeth Berkley, mm-hmm. who played Jesse Spano in Saved by the Bell.
1: I'm this so was excited. Like,
2: Sorry. Ex- exactly. <laughs> and it gets darker. Yeah. Just as a reference that I'm so excited, Jessie starts doing speed to be the perfect student. Yeah. Anyway, Elizabeth Berkeley, this is supposed to be like her breakout role post Saved by the Bell. And it bombs her career for decades. Mm-hmm. Just to start this off. So the description is, know me, Elizabeth Berkeley, arrives in Las Vegas with only a suitcase and a dream of becoming a top showgirl. So, dancer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I took yeah. that. She quickly befriends Molly, who works at the high-profile Stardust Hotel and lands a job at a seedy strip club. A chance meeting with Crystal, the Stardust marquee dancer, and her powerful boyfriend, Zach, brings Nomi one step closer to realizing her dream. But as she ascends to the top, Nomi, Nomi begins to wonder if it's all worth it. So, Elizabeth Berkeley's character becomes a stripper, which is nothing wrong with that at all. But it gets into a very tough crowd. There is a legit rape scene in this movie. Yikes. But not on her, but on one of the other characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Elizabeth Berkeley could not get a job after this movie. It bombed so bad. Oh, man. Nobody wanted her after this. Um, so we were talking about the Razzies. This show was nominated for a record. Well, a record at the time, Seven Raspberries. Oh, wow. Or, I'm sorry, it won Seven Razzies. Oh, okay. It was nominated for 13. Oh, my gosh. Literally every category. This, I believe, was the first movie that had one, somebody who, yeah, Verhoeven, Uh Paul Verhoven, he was the director, I think. Um, He accepted the Razzie. Oh, he, wow. This was the first time anybody actually showed up to accept the Razzie. It did get a little bit of a cult following not quite as much as they probably would have liked but this was the first movie that had a massive release and it was rated nc-17 mm-hmm. this movie is 45 is is like 75 percent naked elizabeth berkeley that's that's almost the whole movie is her naked wow a lot of sex a lot of bad language unfortunately some sexual violence as well i guess theaters hired extra staff to make sure nobody under 17 got into the theater to see this movie because it was i think the first and also still to this point the only nc-17 widely released movie um however its budget was 45 million it grossed in the box office overall 37 million it was also banned in multiple countries, mm-hmm. as I'm sure yeah. is not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made more than $100 million on video release and rentals. Oh, I'm sure.
1: Because people don't want to admit that they <laughs> want to see know, it. Yeah.
2: Boobs, butts, boobs,
1: mm-hmm. vagina. Um, wasn't there um, like a Lindsay Lohan movie that was similar to this? Was there? Yeah, it was like, I think it's like one of the last movies she made where she was a stripper as well. Um, I Know Who Killed Me. I think that's what it was called.
2: Oh, oh, man. oh no! I, I uh, nope.
0: I have not followed okay. her career trajectory for a long time.
2: I think that movie, that movie also was specifically heard her. mentioned. Yeah. Rehoven appeared and accepted his Razzie for worst director. It apparently the movie was then soon tied with Battlefield Earth for winning the most Razzies in a single year, a record that was not broken until. I know who killed me. Yeah, eight. It was like super bad, and it was
1: also the same concept. I did remember. I do remember that because I I used to really (laughs) love Lindsay.
2: Yeah, I I still do. I know who killed me. 2007 American psychological thriller starring Lindsay Lohan, Neil McDonough. I like Neil McDonough. A young woman who is abducted and tortured.
1: Yikes! Yikes! Dark. This is a dark episode. You're right, Jess. We didn't plan this.
2: <laughs> we're very sorry. Um, there were quite a few women up for the main cast, mm-hmm. um, up for Nomi's um, role, including like um, I think I read Sharon Stone, Charlize Theron. Oh, who are the other? Charlize
1: Theron is such a great actress. She, she is. is. Oh my gosh, I could she talk was... about Mad Max all day long. Mm.
2: Uh Charlize Theron, Pamela Anderson, oh. Angelina Jolie, Denise Richards. All absolutely gorgeous women, mm-hmm. big names. But they, I, yeah. Well, big names now. Mm. This movie came out in 1995. I guess they did not go with Charlize Theron because she was virtually unknown, and they wanted somebody who was a little more well known at that was point. Was
1: Sharon Stone already in um whatever movie she was in where she flashed?
2: Okay, so I'm sorry, I had that wrong. Sharon Paul Ver whatever his last name Verhoeven had recently discovered Sharon or brought out sharon stone in his previous movie so that's why so many large name actors and actresses wanted to work in this movie Mm -hmm. because he literally like just has she already done basic instant i think that's the movie that he directed that brought her out in and so everybody was like well it's him it's this guy who just did this great movie i want to work with him in this movie and it ends up bombing and killing elizabeth berkeley's career um and then i'm annoyed at this so in like 2014 or 15 Paul Verhoeven finally came out and he's like, "No, I told like Elizabeth Berkley got reamed for all of her over t- the top acting and that she did a horrible job." And so he comes out twenty years later. He's like, "Yeah, but I told her to do it. Oh, man. Like I told her to act this way. Probably could have said that Thank after you. the movie came out and maybe helped the girl out." But nope. If you want to see Elizabeth Berkley recently, she plays a small role in New Girl. Oh, as a school vi- as a school principal.
1: Oh, no, oh good for her. She's I love New Girl.
2: She's not very nice in that role either. Powerful. But apparently everybody who has worked with her has had absolutely nothing but wonderful things to say about her.
1: I did like her on Save- Saved on the Bell. Say, Wow, I didn't did too. say that right. Saved by the Bell. There you go.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that was Showgirls. Would not recommend it? I no, no question. Would not recommend it. But yeah, Showgirls. Don't watch it. After that, we have Fashion with Jess. Choices making fashion choices, making
0: fashion choices with Jess. Wow, how do you follow that? Um,
2: (laughs) very easily, we set the bar very low.
0: So, this this episode was kind of so so on fashion again, no real standout pieces, but there were a couple of pieces that were worth mentioning. So, in our first Friday night dinner. Lorelai wears a baby blue wrap cardigan with a blue trim. And I thought this was really fun. We're seeing a lot of the early 2000s and late 90s clothes come back right now. But I don't know if we've seen uh, the wrap sweaters quite the way that they were prevalent during that time period. I think wrap is a really flattering style. Wrap sweaters, wrap dresses on a lot of body types. And I would honestly love to see more like wrap fashion come back in uh during that same dinner rory is wearing a blue and green three-quarter length sleeve top and that also got me thinking about the prevalence of three-quarter length sleeves during this time period
2: i missed them i
0: don't know what it was something about this time period short sleeves where you were showing you Mm -hmm. know like mid forearm all the way down were super in and i don't have super long arms but I have I'm I'm 5 eight um I'm pretty tall that sleeve length never looks quite right on me and it also it's frustrating when you put on a coat and then like half of your arm is cold because it's getting the cold air either way it was fine nothing to write home about uh, it's got some kind of embellished embroidered spots on it
2: uh, I miss three quarter sleeves I just want that to be known I want them back <laughs> yeah well
0: hey I mean it's an easy <laughs> modification if you buy a, a long sleeve
1: top sure and i think that you do see them now and then i will say lorelei is giving me emily here emily Gilmore, um like the same like deep v-neck kind of thing mm, yeah. That is that's does. kind of usual vibe
0: yeah emily rocks a deep v like mm-hmm. in a very tasteful way all the time and i love mm-hmm. that for her she does it today um at this particular friday night dinner in a black and white uh, skirt suit ensemble it's a really cute Um, Richard, when he finally shows up in this first dinner, uh, last week, Rune was our sad beige little man. This time we have a big beige man, and it's Richard. He's got a camel on camel, where the sweater and the suit jacket that he's wearing are literally the exact same color. You guys know I love a monochromatic look. I don't think I love this look. It's a little too beige for me. Real
1: quick, Jess. Yeah. Not to correct you, but just because I think it's super funny. The Beige Man, The Sad Beige Man, was two episodes ago. Last week's episode was already was yeah,
2: Bracebridge. It was Bracebridge Brace <laughs> dinner. Secrets of yeah. Loves
0: is an episode. Technically, an episode. It does <laughs> exist. <laughs> barely remember it. Um, for outfits that are not quite as great, uh, Lorelai's work shirt. She is doing that ruffle thing again, which we've commented on before. This time it's a purple, um, kind of like lavender. It just – it looks like it should be under like a
2: – A suit jacket?
0: Early 2000s, like, boy going to prom with a bad tuxedo. Like, that's the kind yeah. of ruffles we're talking about. Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. It just – it looks – I again, it it's was bad. very much of its time. I don't like it. I don't think it's very flattering. And it's apparently bad enough that Richard thinks it needs to have a jacket over it. So take that with a grain of salt. When we see Jess at the diner, Jess is wearing a long-sleeved camo, kind of like thermal. Looks great. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. commented a couple of times on the things that Jess wears. When he wears a fitted shirt, I am here for it. He looks great. And also, it reminds me camo in the 2000s in any color was hot pink camo purple camo that light blue camo which is where you were like i'm girly but i'm not like a pink camo girly i'm like a blue camo girly
1: i think i had I hated blue camo. it then i hate it now <laughs> yeah i hated it then too um <laughs> but it was really hot then Is just repeating an outfit i don't know if we've seen him in this is this not i thought that's what he wears in the first episode he's in Potentially, but
0: also... Oh, under that vest? Maybe. He had um, such a small bag of clothes, so who knows what the size of his actual wardrobe is. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. The two fashion choices or moments that I am most excited to talk about actually happen in the same scene, and that is our censorship scene. I'm focusing today on Taylor and Kirk. Taylor is winning my best dressed of the episode. So... Taylor has a new oatmeal cardigan. Hey. Sorry, Ellen. I know you want me to leave this cardigan alone. But here is a great example. The man can still have a staple style, but he can change it up. This is a different cardigan because it does not have the leather elbow patches that his previous cardigan had. And I just think it's nice to see a fresh look on this man while he imposes censorship on his small town. Um, And my worst dressed is kirk in this scene that's right kirk unfortunately is being done really dirty by the uniform of this particular job which is a very small yellow vest it looks like a child's yellow vest (laughs) that kirk has put on i can only
2: assume it is
0: um and he's got a tight gray turtleneck underneath a red crew neck ribbed sweater the entire look all together is very much like it feels like something that tom hanks would have worn in big where like I'm a kid trying to wear a grown up outfit. It's just, it's, it makes Kirk look like he's a teenager working. And we know Kirk is not a teenager. Kirk mm. is a grown man. Um, and at then at least honestly, in his late 20s? Yeah. I mean, he has so many jobs. He, he's got to be at least what, 25 to be able to be certified for all of these things.
2: How about this Kirk? I mean, he has to be late 20s.
0: Yeah. I would say he's got
1: to be kind of around Lorelai's age. Sean. Sean. What's his name? I know his name. Gun. Gun. 47. So he would have been 27.
0: Okay. So yeah, late 20s. Um, But he does look like a teenager in this episode, and that's not what he is supposed to be. Uh, And then my steal item for the episode appears at the very end when we see Rory and Jess together. I have not wanted to steal any of the shearling jackets until now jess's. jess's denim shearling jacket looks so good on him that it makes me think that i could pull it off and that is saying something when somebody looks so good in something that you're like i hate the style but I'll i wear can yours they're oh ma- and if if jess offered me his oh i'd wear it in a heartbeat i'd never i'd sleep in it never take it off
1: they're matching shearling.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of shearling in this episode. Yeah. When we told Just you guys foreshadowing. at the yeah. beginning of the the podcast that there would be a shearling takeover, we're in it. Yeah. Shearling is everywhere.
1: My small little fashion note is about the uniforms, mm-hmm. about Rory and Paris. I yeah. like that Rory wears the knee highs and Paris oh. wears tights.
2: It's the other way. I think Paris
1: wears the. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Rory you're right. wears the tights. It's the other yeah. way.
2: Yeah. I remember specifically thinking, I think Rory looks a lot better with the tights than
1: with the knee highs. Mm-hmm. So that was a big debate when I was in school is, are you wearing tights? Or are you wearing knee highs? And knee highs never worked for me. So I always wore tights. Yeah. Right. And they were so much more comfortable because then you didn't have to worry about your skirt as much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought as like a little, as a private school girl myself, I was like, oh, I I like the representation.
0: Good. Yeah, I was hoping because I feel like when we have episodes where we have a lot of Chilton, Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot to comment on because they're all wearing uniforms, but they are Mm -hmm. always subtly wearing slightly different uniforms and wearing them in ways that kind of show off their personalities. Thank you for your little input there. Uh, But yeah, that is my my best, my worst and my steal of the episode. Uh, Shouts out to all the Taylor stands out there. Your boy finally won. We had to hold out for a long time, but it's finally his turn, his chance to shine. Kirk Yay. with the worst, Jess with the steel. So, after fashion, we have Stars Hollow Speaks.
1: Alright, so for Stars Hollow Speaks, we actually have uh, some comments on the Bracebridge dinner. So, two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode did exist. And it's there's two comments. First from To Earth from Pluto. Love it. Another fun podcast, ladies. Thank you very much. And then from Give Me My Coffee, commentary on the Liz tip. Commentary on the Liz tip. Yeah. Commentary on the Liz tip. Uh, She has been a mess, and I think the reason she doesn't want Jess to move back home is because she knows she is unfit. Luke is the one who fixes her messes, hence sending Jess we see the projection later on, and TJ, when she gets pregnant with Dula, terrified she will screw up this baby, even though she's in a more stable place. That's a good point. Yeah. We could definitely, like, give her that benefit of the doubt of, like, maybe the reason she didn't want Jess home was because she knew at this point she could not handle Jess. Rather yeah. than she just did not want Jess. With Luke. Yeah. So, thank you so much. It makes sense. For those messages. Yeah. Sorry we missed them the first time around.
0: We also got some messages from Lori on Instagram, and Lori said, I just started listening to your podcast. I have a few behind-the-scenes things I've learned about while following other TikToks and podcasts. Um, So TikTok's from Valerie Campbell, the key set costumer for Gilmore Girls for most of the series. Her TikTok, she watches all episodes live and discusses behind-the-scenes goodies and more. Jerella, played by Alex Borenstein, was originally cast as Suki. Alex does come back for a couple of episodes as Miss Celine. I know that I'm looking forward to Miss Celine. I love Miss Selene. <laughs> Miss
1: Celine is wild to me. Um,
0: <laughs> Miss Celine is Emily Gilmore's personal stylist. She knew classic Hollywood celebrities like Marlene Dietrich, Ginger Rogers, Olivia de Havilland, and Marilyn Monroe. She helped Emily decide on a wedding dress for Emily and Richard's vow renewal. And Alex and Jackson were married in real life from 1999 to 2017.
1: Oh, so I didn't. I never knew they
2: divorced.
0: I'm yeah, actually sad I now. I didn't know they
2: divorced either. <laughs> well, thank you, Lori.
0: Um And I bet that that is the person that I have seen pop up on TikTok. So thank you for sharing her name, Valerie Campbell. If anybody else is a Gilmore fan on TikTok, it's really interesting to watch her stuff because she was there and she remembers. Cool.
2: Very cool. And then final, a little bit of feedback for today's episode, when we asked your opinions, Um, we heard from Lisa. She says, the nuance of complicated, imperfect people is executed so well in this episode. How infuriating Richard comes off with Lorelai at work in the car, even if he did have some valid concerns. I'm almost on board with Lorelai's confrontation. But that last scene, after lying to Emily about eating and sitting alone in his office, my heart breaks for him says I also enjoy the observation that Lorelai and Emily drink the number, the same number of cups of coffee in the morning. And the censorship storyline is less amusing in our current climate. Agreed.
1: Definitely. <laughs> I gotta
2: say three out of three yeah. agree there. Yeah. <laughs> the same number of cups of coffee.
1: <laughs> Plus one, because they both. Plus yeah, one. They they both have three cups. Oh, they both get, they one, get one right afterwards.
2: afterwards. Yeah. So it's actually four. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. But yes. Lisa, thanks so much for writing in. Heart agree with all of that.
0: Yeah. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. Um, mm-hmm. We love hearing about specific things from episodes. We love
2: hearing general thoughts. So please keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep them coming. Don't forget we have email, Twitter, Instagram. They'll all be listed at the end of this, at the end of the episode. Yep. Or also reviews. Reviews are good, too. Yes. They are We love good.
0: reviews. Review us on... Oh, and we actually just got our podcast onto Amazon's podcast service, so... Yes.
1: Another place for you to listen to us if you listen to podcasts there. Well, to end up this episode, as always, we talk about coffee, mm-hmm. and I have a question for you guys. There is a thermos in the beginning of this episode, well, in the midway through this episode that Rory has, Are we counting that as a cup of coffee? Does she drink out of it? She takes it with her. She does not sip, but it is implied she doesn't drink that she has it. Yeah,
0: we have to do on-screen sips. I think that's kind of our rule, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if we don't count it, then Rory only had one cup of coffee, and Lorelai had two cups of coffee. So a coffee light episode, an on-screen coffee light.
0: We know at least three cups were had before our count starts.
2: (laughs) on screen i was almost gonna say we should do a coffee count for emily this week too i
1: you know what i i toyed with it i was like emily drank four cups of coffee (laughs) but technically she only drinks one cup of coffee on screen yeah Mm -hmm. and then screams for another yeah but yeah so coffee light next week's episode is oh doesn't have any coffee or too much coffee i think next week we have baskets so yes. that Ooh. is extremely a exciting. It's, I love that episode.
0: It's like so exciting to be getting into the episodes that I've been actively waiting for since right? we started the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that this was this episode, hopefully a little bit more memorable than last week's episode. I mean, it definitely happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it definitely did happen. There's no question there, at least. <laughs> she does have a car at this point. Mm -hmm. yes and just a reminder next week we are off we are not gonna have a new episode but we will have a new episode the following thursday and thank you to everybody uh who has been super cool with us and our new schedule
0: just gives us a little extra room to breathe and we really appreciate it yep so
1: thank you for
2: listening i was sandra i was jess and this is emily we'll see you in two weeks (laughs) Bye. (laughs) bye 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 Thanks again so much for listening. As always, we do love to hear from our listeners. You can reach us on Instagram at Pod, Send us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. Or you can now support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. Thanks, guys.